0: Are you a victim, a rescuer, or a persecutor? Find out which one you are in today's episode. Happy New Year, everybody. Let's start off our 2024 with a banger. Welcome back to The Fear Alchemist. My name is Ben Harris, your host, also known as The Fear Guy. And I'm excited for this combo. We're going to be dissecting the drama triangle. If you've never heard of it, it's a good thing to know about for your life, for in conflict, in struggle, in relationship to others, in relationship to yourself. And I've known about this one for two or three years, but I really started digging into it again because I noticed interactions I was having in coaching and workshops with clients on Instagram Lives is that people were stuck in a victim mindset and they didn't know it. And even within myself, I've been noticing, oh my, I didn't even know this was a victim story um and also the other parts other archetypes of the victim the rescuer the persecutor played a major role in my life they've been playing a major role in clients life in my clients life that i've seen and i'm just now seeing it all over so i wanted to bring this to you guys so you can see how it's impacting your own life so you can apply the wisdom the information and use it accordingly um So before I get into that, I just want to let you all know that I am accepting clients for 2024. So I put a link in the show notes in the description if you want to apply to work with me. Super simple. Just fill out the form. And if if I feel like it's a good fit, then I'll reach out to you and we can schedule a call and talk about the best next steps of how we can work together moving forward. And I would love for you, love, love, love for you to sign up for the 21 day challenge that starts on January 11th. It is called Friend Your Fear. And this is going to be a fun way to start interacting with your fear. It's going to be a fun, transformative way to do the thing that you've been waiting to do. Whatever thing you've been putting off or procrastinating or whatever that thing is, the thing that you want to be doing but you're not doing, it's going to be a fun way, 21 days, to do that thing. And you're going to learn the psychology. You're going to learn the subconscious you know triggers and invisible barriers that are keeping you stuck and there's going to be a community aspect there's videos so it's not just like here sign up for this challenge good luck it's quite interactive and it's a fun simple way for you to get started in this world so if you've never done fear alchemy you've never done coaching with me before this is only 21 bucks so 21 bucks for 21 day challenge that starts on January 11th so sign up for that in the link in the description and I'll see you there. All right, y'all. So like I mentioned, today we're talking about the drama triangle. And this isn't just about victimhood. I feel like we could understand that one deeper, which we will, but that's usually what people talk about more than anything. Um, but I feel like the best way to do this is so I'm gonna share my screen. But if of course you're gonna only see it if you're watching on YouTube and if you're only listening through audio, I'm going to still describe it for you. Or just go check this out. Go um, YouTube, The Fear Alchemist, and you'll see this in my latest video. So it's called the drama triangle. And when I guess when you think drama, you're going to think like, oh, like so dramatic and there's lots of drama and kind of. But really what this means is that there's conflict. That's all that really means is That the drama triangle is essentially could just be called the conflict triangle, in my opinion, or just how people tend to um, interact with one another. This is just a typical relational dynamic that so many of us deal with. So um, what you can see is there's three points to a triangle, obviously, and at one point of the triangle is the persecutor. One point of the triangle is the rescuer and one point of the triangle is the victim. And these all are going to play a role. They all interact with each other. Um, They all have a role to play and they all keep each other alive. Like they're all playing off each other. They all rely on each other in a certain way. So yeah, all you really need to do, you don't really need to see the triangle. If you're just listening, you can just Google it after this too. Um, But I want to make sure I give credit to the person who found this. His name is um, Stephen Cartman, MD, and he developed this drama triangle more than 40 years ago. So this concept of the victim, the rescuer, the persecutor, got a shout out to Mr. or Dr. Cartman here. So, So the next thing I want to dive into is telling you like more about each archetype. So let's start with the victim. So the victim is the poor me attitude. The victim feels powerless and oppressed. The victim doesn't take accountability or control their decisions. The victim loves to blame other people. And the victim doesn't feel like anything is their fault or their responsibility. They feel like the world is out to get them and nothing goes their way. And they have no control. They feel taken advantage of. Um, And also, what the victim likes to think is that they're waiting for one person or for one teaching that has all the answers they've been looking for. And I wanted to slow this one down because I feel like this is a common trait of the victim that goes overlooked. And because I've seen this in my own life, I've done this multiple times in my own life where I put someone on a pedestal and therefore putting myself as the victim and we'll get into the rescuer in a moment but I'm putting someone else on a pedestal and I'm making them my savior or my rescuer, assigning myself the victim role. And I'm telling myself, Oh, this one person, this one coach, this one expert, this one thing, this one course, whatever the thing is, it's going to solve everything. They have the answers I've been looking for. And I was doing an Instagram live recently. And if you haven't seen, I've been doing a lot of coaching on Instagram live, um, So look out for that, come join, come ask questions, come get some free coaching. It's been a really fun way to connect with community and show up and be of service. But um, this person showed up and they're like, they admittedly said, after a while, after we had been coaching for maybe 10, 15 minutes, they said, Ben, I came on this live thinking, oh man, this guy has all the answers. And so I want, I want what he has. And I, praise this person for admitting that right because that's not an easy thing to admit but that's a classic victim mentality of waiting it's it's like the lottery you know it's like i'm gonna just this one thing's gonna be the thing that finally changes everything but that's not true like of course there can be big moments in your life but that doesn't change who like you ultimately are right it's, it's usually the the compounding of certain things and certain habits and certain decisions and Yes, big moments definitely play a part, but it's the victim is relying on the rescuer to save them. And the interesting thing about the victim too is that they also rely on the persecutor, essentially the oppressor, to feel small and powerless. Like they are relying on someone to feel like they're being manipulated or taken advantage of because that keeps them safe in the victim role. Okay, let's talk about the rescuer. So, I really wanted to talk about this one because I feel like so many coaches, so many healers, so many people who mean well, um, people who are confident, people, we'll just say people pleasers, we'll say golden child mentality, so many different things, right, of why we feel like we want to be the rescuer. But let me describe this for you. So the rescuer has a fear of not being needed. The rescuer has a fear of ending up alone and the rescuer their validation and their worth and their value is tied up in helping others and the rescuer you feel really good when you are saving people and helping people it makes you feel important it makes you feel special Um, you tend to be the fixer in the family or your relationships and you love 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 to see yourself as the hero and resentment is common for the rescuer when people don't appreciate them and the rescuer relies on victims to keep their identity safe so the rescuer needs a victim to save or else they're not the rescuer you know they're not getting credit or the validation that they need in order to feel good enough as the rescuer like they're doing something important or worthwhile and subconsciously they might not even want the victims to get better on their own because then they lose their ability to be the savior. Um, and then the other part of the triangle, which is the persecutor, the rescuer, the rescuer relies on the persecutor as the quote-unquote enemy to fight against because they're the hero, then there has to be a villain, right? It's like not everyone can be empowered and equal and like someone, if there's a rescuer, then there has to be a villain, an impressor. And so the rescuer whether they know it or not, all this stuff is a lot of it is unconscious, but they're using the persecutor as an enemy to fight against. Um, so another interesting thing I want to mention about the rescuer and the victim relationship is that the victim often sees the rescuer as the persecutor. If the rescuer is not willing to save them or help them like they wanted or expected. So if I use that IG live, for example, um fortunately this person was open-minded and you know they came to me like saying like look just give it to me real give it to me raw but if they what they could have done is come on the instagram live and you know victims don't usually admit that they're victims so this person was aware that they had some of that story in, in their subconscious but um what they could have done when i told them hey like you're familiar with the victim story like you get a lot of sympathy for this it sounds like you want to fail and you want to stay the victim what they could have done is now instead of seeing me as a rescuer they could have turned me into the villain right they could have turned me to the persecutor as someone who they feel angry or resentment toward because i didn't save them like they wanted me to and why I bring up the rescuer or really I really want to hit this home like I mentioned is that so many coaches like myself like my clients and so I imagine a lot of you have this too resonate with being the rescuer because we grew up being the rescuer right in our families and that's honestly why we're such good coaches (laughs) is yes it's a gift yes we have innate spiritual soul gifts but also what i've observed is that it tends to be that our gifts are um what i want to say not abused i guess the word could be abused but manipulated and like for example like if i use i'm so good at asking questions and holding space then someone might take advantage of that because i don't have strong boundaries yet and then i have a fear of holding my boundaries because I feel like mm, I'm doing such a good job and I get validated for being a great listener and I get love, I get admiration, I get respect. And so now I'm afraid of not being the rescuer, not being the fixer, not being the person that people look to as the special person, the hero, because who am I if I'm not that person? Um, so I'd love to know if this resonates with you. And this is a critical piece in the personal development spiritual industry whatever you want to call this thing is that there's i guess i'm encouraging you to look at your own dynamic with your clients or in your practice or and or practice to be the business that you're building and of course you can look at it in your own relationships and personal life too but it's like are you are you the rescuer right is there a subconscious thing that you need people to rely on you for like you have a fear of not being needed because that is where your worth and value and usefulness tends to come in and i'll be honest is like i was down that path for a while and there's probably still part of me that is and i can see clearly now how that didn't make it as a clean as much of a clean exchange exchange as i wanted it to be so having clear boundaries and not that you even need to like state them to somebody specifically but just knowing this so clearly will help you set up that you know coach or that mentor and client relationship so much better um and of course you're gonna have to go through your own things and just learn on your own but I just wanted to plug this in, put this in your ear to really like self-identify where you might be the rescuer Um, because it's 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 just an important piece that we need to step out of. Like if you truly want to be a leader living from heart, then you need to empower people. You can't rely on them. You can't give with expecting something. Like that's because deep down you're still playing a victim, right? So I would encourage you, to look at where you're doing this so you can change out of the rescue or victim model and into an empowered state for both you and your client. So the last part of this triangle is the persecutor. And I honestly feel like this is probably the most misunderstood part of this puzzle because when people look at dictators, they look at persecutors, they look at um, oppressors or people of power The wealthy, um, anyone who seems like they are controlling people, you know, like like royalty or whatever. And, of course, there are things that, you know, our money, wealth, like the ultra-rich people that we don't even know about behind the scenes that are controlling things, quote-unquote they, you know, is... Like, yeah, there's some reality to the persecutor. And I think I should make it clear, too, right? Of, like, of course there's victims, you know, victims of abuse and all those, like, and racism. Like, there's real things like that. That's not what I'm speaking to. I'm speaking to, um, you know, after that, like, how are we living currently years beyond those hurtful experiences? And how are these archetypes and roles, you know, affecting our current life? and so the persecutor like all of these roles why why this interested me so much to dive into is because each of these roles is rooted in fear you know the victim is just living in fear the victim is just paralyzed overwhelmed they probably don't even know it but everything just feels scary the rescuer um like i mentioned you know fear of not being needed fear of ending up alone all that stuff The persecutor has a fear of becoming the victim or they have a fear of being weak or vulnerable. They have a fear of being powerless. They're afraid of losing control. And deep down, they don't want people to feel sorry for them because, again, right, that wouldn't make them powerful. And these persecutors, I believe, have probably a history that... You know, it's like the bully, right? The bully is really just hurt. Like all that anger, all that aggression is just fear and pain at the surface. And the same thing with the persecutor. Um, but they tend to get, you know, all the all of the attention, rightfully so. But the persecutor relies on the victim for someone to blame. And what they're really doing is that they're projecting their weakness onto someone else because they have a fear of being weak, right? Because what could have happened in their childhood is maybe they had an abusive father or mother. And instead of feeling weak and useless and helpless, what they did is they turned you know, into the persecutor. They turned into the bully and they buried all of that fear. They buried what they think is weakness. And they are now judging the people Who are playing the opposite side of the role right of they're playing the victim because they're actually afraid of that part within themselves and they because they're judging that as weakness and of course they're also relying on the rescuer for someone to blame for being a part of the problem just like the rescuer needs a villain you know is kind of like the role the role reversal here um the persecutor needs someone to blame because they judge and deny their own inadequacy. Their fear and vulnerability, like they need to place elsewhere to project their disowned feelings. In other words, they need a victim in order to be the persecutor. And the truth is that we have all of these archetypes inside of us. Essentially, every single one is afraid, like I mentioned. Each one of these roles or archetypes is protecting themselves for, for being hurt in some way and all three of these roles need need each other to survive and it's all a form of codependency or trauma bonding like each of these archetypes is a trauma response i already mentioned an example but another example could be like if you were emotionally neglected as a child then your parents like your parents weren't there for you like you needed you felt like no one paid attention to you or you never felt important you felt ignored or even if you were acknowledged you were constantly afraid to be punished or rejected. And in response to this experience, you could choose either of these three roles as a way for coping. And it doesn't matter whether it's for this example or others, right? It's essentially we get to choose one of these roles and how we're going to respond as a way to cope and to feel safe. So you could become the victim because this way you can receive sympathy. People feel sorry for you, which can feel like love. Like, you know, people take care of you. People feel sorry for you because you never got what you needed. Or you you can become the hero, the rescuer, because you don't want others to feel the same pain that you did. So now you feel like you're fixing something, right? You feel like you're earning your love and your worth by fixing the problem. You feel important by becoming the savior, but if you feel like if people need you, then they won't leave you. And then you could, of course, become the persecutor or the oppressor because you want other people to suffer like you did because it's, you know, life's not fair, life's not hard, whatever else, you know, you like to say, and you bully other people, you put them down um, because you feel like you have to be tough. You are hiding and concealing your weakness by projecting it onto others and blaming them for being weak. So the, what's kind of funny about all of this is that all of these are playing the victim role in one way or another, right? is because we're not taking responsibility and we're not stepping in into an empowered and loving state in all three of these roles, right? Each one of these roles is ruled by fear in some way and we're placing the blame to other people, right? The victim is blaming the persecutor. the Even the rescuer is blaming the persecutor and kind of secretly blaming the even the victim. Like they're all just pointing fingers at each other instead of taking accountability and looking at themselves. And like, what I also want to point out is that this is just, this isn't like an external dynamic only. This is that, but it's also inside of yourself. Like when I started researching this, I realized that you probably have all three of these, three of these identities, all parts of yourself as parts of yourself inside of you at times, based on the circumstances. So based on the trigger, based on the experience, based on whatever is happening, you might be the persecutor to yourself, right? You might be persecuting or bullying the victim part of you that feels powerless, or or then you have the rescuer that comes in and feels like they need to save that victim. And so essentially you have like these three voices inside of you that are fighting back and forth and pointing fingers at each other, but it just keeps the cycle alive. And this is what I've found myself in This is what I find so many people in. Um, And so I guess like the antidote to this right is, as always, the courage to be responsible, the courage to look at yourself, the courage to go within, to open your heart, to feel the stuff that you don't want to feel. Because all that stuff you're avoiding, all those feelings, all those stories, the truth that you don't want to have come up, that's the stuff you need to look at. That's the stuff you need to feel. All that stuff you're avoiding, that's where the magic is. That's where the freedom is. That's where the fulfillment is. That's where the peace and contentment is. All of that is where you're too afraid to go. Everything you desire is on the other side of fear. Um, You guys might have heard me say this multiple times. My favorite quote is the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek, and it couldn't, you know, be it couldn't be more true with this too, um, is that we all got to take responsibility and stop pointing fingers, and look within ourselves to take ownership, to be responsible, to step into our empowerment, and something else I just want to drop a note on back on the rescuer role because I feel like a lot of you will probably resonate with that aspect of this is when you're truly in your authenticity and in your truth as what can we say <laughs> as a coach or as a guide as a mentor as a healer however you identify is that you know you're going to act without expectations for reciprocation and that you empower people rather than disable people you know you're giving them the tools giving them you don't want people to rely on you for the answers and trust me i get it it feels really good when people when you help people get breakthroughs and find the answers they need and when you get those testimonials and you say you know ben changed my life susie changed my life she's amazing everyone else go do that like there's nothing wrong with that you know there is that's such a beauty and part of this work is um getting that feedback and truly helping people change their life like that's freaking awesome there's nothing wrong with that however sometimes it can get sticky and tricky um and you could do the exact same thing just in a different energy you know i would say are you doing it out of your truth and out of love or are you doing it out of trauma or fear and i would just you know check yourself right now of how am i responding how am i operating with my clients in my business in my marketing in my podcast, in social media, in my emails, in my day-to-day life? What role am I playing and how can I take, how can I step into my heart with radical ownership and responsibility? Because that takes so much courage and honestly so much love. Because that really is love. Like why we tell lies is because we have a fear of a negative consequence. And so it's going to take so much courage to step into the authenticity And that's really when you're helping people anyway. Um, It doesn't matter that, you know, if you're in a rescuer role, it's not that you're absent of helping people. That doesn't mean you're not providing value, but it's going to be a different feeling for you once you step into this like authentic servitude role um, where you're not relying on people to feel good about yourself or those testimonials or, um, you know, fixing people or fixing situations is... Because you you will be coming from an empowered, healed place that you will inspire and lead other people to do the same. So that's what I would encourage you to look into yourself and yeah, see how you can take more ownership and responsibility. So thank you all for listening. If you haven't already, please subscribe. If you're on YouTube, subscribe. If you're listening, subscribe on Spotify, on Apple, wherever you listen to podcasts. I would love it if you shared this with somebody who's who could relate to this. Um, who's willing and open to receive this message? Because I believe this is an important time to deliver this message for some people. And like I mentioned at the beginning, I'm doing a 21 day challenge that starts on January 11th. It's called "Friend Your Fear." You can sign up at the link in the description. And you can also, if you're interested in working one on one with me or having a session with me, send me a DM on Instagram. I'm at the Fear Guy, or you can apply to be one of my ongoing mentorship clients at the link that I left in the description. So go check that out and love you all so much. We'll see you soon. Let's make 2024 the best. Can't wait for what's in store. Yeah, you. Yeah, let's go.